Got back, time looking, throwing it into the end zone to C.D. Lamb. Touchdown, Cowboys. First down, Bean keeps it this time. Wide open, green space. Down the sideline, and the track star scores for a Kansas lead. Snap, Bean back to pass, looks right. Pump fake, pump fake, throws, picked off. Ethan Downs intercepted it. He's pushing the pile to the 45. Ethan Downs, the pride of Weatherford. What a play. Final play of the game. Back to pass. Gabriel steps up, evades, lobs in zone. It is knocked in the air, incomplete, out of the back of the end zone. Ball game over. And for the first time since 1997, Kansas has defeated Oklahoma. They are rushing the field in Lawrence. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. I need to give uh, some kudos off the top of the show to a couple of people, or top of the hour. Uh, one, LV Bunkley Shelton. Well done in the post game. That uh, he had tremendous composure. Uh, I'm not sure that I or a lot of people would have handled it as well as he did with the Yahoo running up to him. I like a good, you know what I'm talking about, Tej. Yes, yeah. I like a good uh, court storming, field rushing, not when it's against my team, but in general, I'm for it. It's college. I think it adds to the what makes college special. But we need to start developing some sort of punishment. If you harass players and coaches who are just trying to get off the field. And... Yeah, it goes for the Yahoo that ran up to Caleb Williams I was about to say, well. it's been happening more and more this season with the Caleb situation and some others, so yeah. Knock it off. Quit videoing yourself getting in the face of football players, walking off the field so that you can get a bunch of likes. You're lucky you don't get your lights knocked out. You're talking about big, strong dudes who are ticked off already, and you're going and jumping in front of their face. I'm going to put an L up in front of this guy's face, and I really hilarious. get him. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Kudos to LV. 
Also, kudos to Chloe Rowland. She knows why. Big weekend for her. Oh, I do have wow. to tell you, okay. you'll like this. Uh, uh, you like it when uh, people get after me. So I had a text and an email Saturday. The uh, email came during the game from a gentleman I don't think I've heard from since I went on the Alaskan cruise. Okay, It was one of the gentlemen who went on the Alaskan cruise with us. I know that because he put it in the email in the middle of the game. Remember me, I'm one of the gentlemen who went on the Alaskan cruise with you, which was five, six years ago. Loved everybody who went on the Alaskan cruise with. Love them all. Had a great time. But I did uh, one of the Tawi Walker carries, or at some point in the middle of Tawi Walker playing well, I did say I referenced something about the Samaj P. Ryan record day against Kansas, and then... Shortly after that, they handed the ball to Tawi, and I said Samaje, and then I corrected it. And said, I mean Tawi, something like that. I called Tawi Samaje, okay. And then I must have said Baylor at some other point. I must have called Kansas Baylor. I don't, I don't know when that happened. I'm sure I did it, but I get an email second half from a gentleman who said, basically, you called Tawi Samaje. You referred to Kansas as Baylor. What is wrong with you today? I ask you that every day. <laughs> I was like, I haven't heard from this dude in five, six years, and that's the email I get? What is wrong with you today? Hopefully the team can focus up better than you can or something like that. I mean, he was getting after me. It's like, all right, fair enough. I made a couple of mistakes. I'll try to tighten it up a little. You would have just wee-wee-weed all the way home. You wouldn't have got it wrong. I'm sure I made a thousand other mistakes Saturday. I don't every week I make uh, I'm, you know, boneheaded mistakes, but thank you to the gentleman for Pointing them out to me, that always feels good. Losses uh, or when your team's playing bad, too, you're always more frustrated over uh, other things. So yeah, uh, you take it out on whatever you can. I also got a text immediately upon the game ending. Like, ball hits the ground, ding, text message. Unknown number, you know. It's just a number. It doesn't have a name, just a number. Fire Levy now, five exclamation points. <laughs> You need to make that decision and make it happen, T-Row. I guess it's on me to do that. Because obviously, why else would you send me the text message? So I replied, who is this? Crickets, never heard. Again, I have no idea who it is, who had my cell phone, where they got it from. I, I, I don't know. But they, as soon as the game went over, the first person they thought of was, I have to tell Toby to fire the offensive coordinator. Anyway, I thought you would appreciate that. That happens my every phone, loss, by the way. By the way. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, back to what peeps are saying out there, Tej. Hit me. What if, What do you got? Oh, let's see here on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, good morning, buddies. What the bleep was that? Have a great day, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Tiro, any update on Stutzman and the other guys that you've heard? No. Obviously, we'll have Brent tonight on the Rudy show. My guess is, and I, I would not share any update on Danny or Tawi or Gentry or anybody. Why would you let o Oklahoma State know, right? But no, have not heard an update. I'm sure they went back and were evaluated more yesterday. Maybe Brent will share something tonight or tomorrow. 
but I'm guessing we won't hear anything on how they're doing. Uh, you know, ankles are uh, tricky. A lot of it depends on if it's a high ankle sprain or just an ankle sprain. As far as I know, it's an ankle. Maybe it's a toe. I think it's an ankle. But those vary wild, wildly from individual to individual. Uh, hard to think you would be 100%. If you have to leave a football game, okay, as competitive as Danny Stutzman is and Tawi Walker is, as important as you are to the football team, if you can't go, it's bad enough that it's hard for me to believe they're going to be 100% by next Saturday. But I hope I'm wrong about that. Roman Shawnee says, let's hope the Sooners can be like Drake and put last Saturday out of their mind and perform like our goat yeah. of an engineer and make smoke Pete piss, uh, Pistol Pete. Ooh, uh, easy smoke there. Pete, and go smoke Pistol Pete. Square in his jaw. I think. Uh, I apologize for the language that what was did just I shared during that segment. Everyone, uh, children did, going to say? work today. Going to children going to work. <laughs> children going to school today. Did I say something I don't know. bad? Maybe there? you got a job too. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, I think if you listen back, it's not terrible. It's oh. just another another word for you know urination. You accidentally said that. So. Oh. Oh. Um, oh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. Oh, Drake. 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 Drake's the best, the absolute best at what he does. Tremendous. I wouldn't have any other engineer in America. 100% mean that. He's unbelievable. Does he like to drive fast? Yes. But, hey, he is a great engineer, the best. He had a killer day on Saturday, as did Tom Shores and Chris and Gabe and Teddy during that one-hour weather delay home runs. Proud of my crew. Uh, TJ, did you know Keith Morrison from Dateline was Matthew Perry's stepdad? I did. I did. Oh, one wow. of the saddest pictures. One of the saddest pictures from this weekend was uh, Keith in his vintage leather jacket and stuff, lifting up the caution tape with all the sirens and lights and stuff behind, or the lights and stuff behind him. It was dark, and he's going under the caution tape. And I'm like, this like could be taken out of a Dateline episode. He's just going to his stepson's house for a terrible tragedy. Wow. So yeah. yeah. Big thanks to Andrew Shepard, by the way, who just uh, notified me, which I did know this. Uh, by the way, you also called uh, Austin Stogner Mark Andrews. <laughs> I did. I've done that a couple of times this year. When I see the 81, a couple of times I've said Andrews instead of Stogner, and I did that again on Saturday. I was aware. Thank you, though, for bringing it back to my attention, Andrew, while we are uh, compiling the list of Toby screw-ups from Saturday. I appreciate that. Uh, the, Anybody else out there that would like to point him out? Please. The mud dog in Wichita. By the way, we are, we'll be looking for a new spotter this Saturday for the Bedlam game. Ooh, how'd those Chiefs do yesterday, Andrew? Uh, the mud dog in Wichita says, I love when uh, we get all these uh, texts about Levy and it always autocorrects to Lenny. Uh, I like Lenny better. <laughs> it's, my frustration with Lenny was not trusting DG to win it until they had to be more spe uh, to be more specifically when you need 10 yards to win and the whole world knows you're running. Put the full back and mix in a wide set option once to create confusion. Too often the D was looking at until oh man. Too <laughs> often the D was looking at until sideline for call under 10 on play clock. Make a call and let them go set up. That's a lot. I don't Look, know. Look, Lenny just had really a bad day all there. the way around. I mean, he just something did. about a fullback and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 
kind of hard to make a call on D. So one thing Kansas does tricky is is they kind of huddle up, sugar huddle. We said this before the game until, you know, 10 seconds or so left on the clock, then they sprint to their position. You can't really make a call until you know what they're in. You know, so. But everything could have been handled better on Saturday. Camo Sooner is calling for all of Sooner Nation to have beans on Saturday? Yes. <laughs> Teddy Lehman has texted uh, TJ can't read. Hopefully the team will focus this week better than he uh, can. That's the, the problem, uh, Teddy. I was reading that as it was sent in. That's the trouble I was having now with got, it. So We got hosts going after each other now, yeah. ladies hey, and gentlemen. Hey, we got Teddy. The Teddy, radio crew is shut up. each other out. Hosts are going after each other. Cats and dogs. It's getting sideways on us here, yeah. everyone. Uh, no, that's the way that was sent in. So it's not that I couldn't read. It was I was trying to read it, and it was not making sense. The fact that we couldn't protect Gabriel on our last drive is unbelievable. Three-man rush, and he still didn't have time. Yep. Not a good day for the offensive line either. Add that into the equation. TJ and Toby. Oh, I, mean, I guess in run blocking, they were pretty good during the Tawi Walker part. But at the end, you're right. TJ and Toby, the game on Saturday was shocking on how the play calling was. Other teams have a number one running back. This team needs to find one. Levy is OC going into the SEC next year. How can Jackson Arnold be good if all Levy wants to do is run the ball? Since Kansas beat us this year on football, can we finally beat them in the fog in basketball before That'd we be leave great. the Big 12? That's from yeah, Kelly in great. Florida. That would be great. Uh, let's see. Thank goodness we're headed to the SEC so we don't have to play the tradition-rich powerhouses of Kansas. All right. <laughs> On the final drive to try and win the game, you have Barnes, who hasn't played in over a month, and Gibson and Freeman as the wide receivers. That's all you need to know what Levy was thinking at the end of that game. It was weird. Not the Barnes part so much because Tawi was hurt. Um, but the choice of wideouts was interesting at the end of the He game. just didn't have a good day all the way around. Mm -hmm. There was an early part in that first half where they ended up in two-down territory. I think they were at the Kansas 35 or 40. They got to third and three. Tawi had just broken off a couple of nice runs, and they don't run it on third and three or fourth and three and uh, get stopped. Mm -hmm. um, I just thought his play calling was just – little off all day long and what he was deciding to do and when and how he did it and just wasn't a good day. Yeah, that's so. true. Uh, I don't expect OU to win every game, but to be scared that we don't even try getting our vertical receivers engaged is unacceptable. We want to see the players play, not coaches over coach everything. Yeah, I, I, I do think they showed Kansas entirely, Kansas's defense entirely too much respect. I, and I, I, I don't know why, other than the only the only reason I would offer up is that they got spooked early with the pick six and, you know, maybe gave too much credence to the weather conditions. That's not saying they should have done that, but that's my guess as to what he was thinking, perhaps. And I think he said as much in his interview with Gabe. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. 
T-Row in the Morning Show. Toby and TJ back with you. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952. RK Black, leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses across Kansas and Oklahoma. Fax, printer, scanner, document management, they do it all. RKBlack.com, 405-943-9800. Continuing on on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, how about Tyler quit having his family call in this morning? <laughs> that was funny. Josh, must be a cousin or something. Updated CBS Sports Bowl projection, OU Penn State in the Peach Bowl. Interesting. I haven't played those guys in a long time. Go ahead. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to scroll up to some more recent ones here, see what we got people saying here. I wonder why Brent doesn't step in and tell Lebby to quit being so conservative. Bob was known uh, Bob was known to her on the two. Man, people's texts are getting them today. Bob was known to her on the OC when needed to her things going way, right way. Teddy, this is not me, by the way. Uh, if OC is struggling, Dude, just read the text messages, TJ. <laughs> if OC is struggling or stuck in a rut, it's on the head coach to speak up. I don't know what all the hers were, but I think they mm-hmm. basically want to know why Brent isn't in his head, in his ear, is saying, "Hey, stop, throw the ball, get downfield." Yeah, don't. I don't know what is and who. You know how much he is or isn't in the headset. I don't know. I, I would say that while I'm sure from time to time, Coach Stoops did say, hey, let's run it here, let's whatever, let's throw mm-hmm. it here. He was uh, remarkably trusting in his offensive coordinators. I mean, he he has talked as much through the years, like, I trust you. You know, that's why we hired you. And uh, he let them do their thing. Now, a head coach always has to step in from time to time and say, we're going for it, we're not. Let's try to keep it on the ground. Let's work some clock. Let's whatever. But I have no idea how much that does or doesn't happen with Brent, nor do any of us. I did not having played. There, there were, I will say this, there were times Saturday where they had, you know, an RPO called, and it's kind of on Gabriel as to why he didn't throw it. You know what I mean? Like, the, the call can go either way, and he either decided to run it himself or hand it off rather than look for the passing game. So some of it is that, too. DG's limitations, that's uh, what no one wants to admit that affects Levy's play calling. Can't wait till we have J.A. as our QB. All right. <laughs> I, I'm surprised it took us two hours and 25 minutes to get to the this is Dylan's fault. There are several on here, uh, like this one, uh, along so these lines. What are those lines. limitations, by the way, because he looked pretty, pretty dadgum good before. He's been... Yeah, he's had a great season. Mm-hmm. I did not have playing scared slash playing not to lose under my BV bingo card. Very disheartening. There's several on here that I'm seeing of uh, I don't like how we played scared or that one there about playing scared or, yeah. or not to lose. And, and well, it did seem that way through some of the game. Uh, I th- Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'll interpret that like this. This defense has been incredibly aggressive all year long. They They – Led the nation or one, two in tackles for loss. Ten of them against Texas. Thirteen of them against UCF. Uh, and I think they had three Saturday. And part of that you got to Kansas credit, or credit Kansas, uh, because of all of the shifts and all of the formations 
all of the thinking they make you do pre-snap, I think it puts you on your heels. And yet, you still got to get after them. You got to figure out a way to say, we're still going to come after you, be aggressive, and take the fight to you. And it just felt like when Kansas had the ball Saturday, really for the first time all season, the opposing offense was taking the fight to our defense. Um, and then on the other side, you know, just repeating what we've said 50 times already today, it was surprising that they showed the Kansas secondary especially as much respect as they did. I don't think they're great back there. And uh, the two times they did throw the ball for more than 10 yards, it was successful. And so, you know, it's hindsight, Teach. It's hindsight. For a chunk of that game, they were running at will with Tawi. Uh, but before and after that, and even in the middle of that, they went away from it, and it cost them. So it's hard to hard to understand. Boomer Brady is agreeing with you. He thinks Levy should have also given the ball to Samaje Pirine more and thrown it to Mark Andrews. We probably would have won that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have been nice for those guys to help us out once in a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, OSU is now a huge game win, and we are a Big 12 Conference Championship game favorites and back in the playoff talks. Lose, and we are in USC territory. Well, I don't know about USC territory or any of that, but big picture is this. Oklahoma played uh, great football, really good football through the first six games. One, two, three, four, five, six games. Through the Texas game, great win over Texas, uh, goal line stand, final drive, rocket up the national spotlight, yada, yada, yada. They have, for whatever reason, not played as well since against UCF and Kansas. They have had two of their worst performances of the year. I don't know if they haven't handled success well. I don't know if it's injuries. I don't know why or really don't care to assign blame to anything other than if they don't turn that around now, then they are not going to Arlington. They are going to lose their last Bedlam game to Oklahoma State for a long time, and that's going to stink. And the season could head in the wrong direction. So I agree with the... Texter, the first thing they said, massive week. It was always going to be a massive week because whether we want to admit it or not, you don't want to lose to Oklahoma State. This is a big, big game. And at one point this season, it looked like this could be a blowout. And now Oklahoma State has gotten their act together. Ollie Gordon looks unstoppable. And the Sooners are not playing good ball right now. So, correct. Massive week for Oklahoma, and unfortunately, they're going into it, it appears, shorthanded, or could be shorthanded. Toby, did Bowen play, and if not, why? Yes, a little bit. Not much. He has been banged up. He was banged up last week. And he got in for like four or five snaps, one of those being the sack. He got in for maybe a handful of snaps this week as well. Maybe less than five, but yes, he did play. 
Why are we leaning on our running game so hard when it has been our weakness? Just let Gabriel throw the bleeping ball. I don't think it's necessary, but if Gabriel can't complete passes, we should rethink our QB. I don't know why he. I don't know why he couldn't complete passes. He's seventy plus percent on the year against defenses much better than Kansas. I think. My only guess is that the weather conditions and the early pick six spooked him. I feel like I'm saying that over and over, but I think the same question keeps being asked over and over. So, yeah. uh, what were his final numbers here, Tj? Let me see. Uh, fourteen of nineteen. Uh, fourteen touchdowns. of nineteen for 171 yards in the pick. Yeah, I mean and that's fourteen rushes for 64 yards. It's not great, but it's not. Jason Bean had a much worse completion percentage than he did. Mm-hmm. But they let him throw it 32 times. So it felt like he had a much better day. He had two picks. Uh, DG ran the ball in three times. So No, I'm with you. We're all saying that, right? Let him throw the ball. Yeah, no. Look, I mean. The game plan was too conservative. Uh, Sooner Gundy says, the swing passes on third and three are killing me. You only need three yards, and he wants to go horizontal. It's pathetic. Uh, the loss I can handle. But that was no indication of this team and staff proving they are all business. Disappointed all the way around that the special feeling we had about Team 129 is gone. Now it's grind time. Okay. Uh, Toby, as always, you did a fantastic job Saturday. That's Ed and OKC. Thank you. Uh, good morning, guys. Toby, glad you made it back safely. It's just frustrating that it seems like Kansas took the chances to throw the football on Saturday's weather conditions, and OU didn't and hurt themselves being too conservative. Agreed. So a lot of the texts are kind of along the same lines and the same yeah. thinking there, and what we've hit on a lot today. So um, Oklahoma Johnny says, look, I'm not calling for Levy's job, and I understand the weather conditions, but his play calling wasn't just conservative. It was ultra-conservative to the point it told me that he didn't have confidence in his playmakers. At some point, he just has to dial up plays that allows his players to go have a chance at making a big play. Example, the Stoops catch, and my favorite was those that uh, those deep to uh, Brennan Thompson. And guess what? It worked out. Kansas yeah. got to the point they were never concerned about a pass beyond the line of scrimmage. Right. True. I mean, the, you, if you think about the, the times they did, you know, the early uh, deep shot for Nick Anderson got a P.I. Uh, the deep shot at the end of the game to Brennan Thompson, he came back and made a very good catch. The Stoops play was kind of a short slant route, but he took it for a long time. And they had a nice little, I, I don't know how much it picked up. I'm trying to think, near the in the fourth quarter, uh, he went to Anderson again, uh, maybe 18, 20 yards, something like that. It was it was from their own 25-yard line or so, and Anderson kind of had a uh, a route where he came from outside in. And so, it, you know, I'm sure there were some incompletions in there, that I'm, but I don't remember them. I mean, uh, the rare, rare occasions where they tried to push it a little bit, they were successful for the most part, maybe for the entire part. Like, I don't remember – uh, an incompletion. I mean, the pick was a was a short pass, just a long ways across the field. So I don't remember anything bad happening when they looked deeper down the field. Uh, last one here before we hit the break. Why the heck was Stripling even in a position to catch a kickoff? 
good question. <laughs> that looked ugly. I mean, it did look good ugly. Question. That's I one mean, of those, you see that, just get out of the way. Just just run, run out of the way. I don't know well, what else to do. You can't just let it bounce, but you there has to be some communication there from, well, one, he shouldn't be on the field in that position. I'm with you because he's normally there as a lead blocker. Okay, great, fine. But you know going that direction, it's a strong wind, okay? Going that direction, they've had a hard time getting it to the end zone. In fact, Kansas has just tried kicking it short and causing a little bit of chaos, and they did it. And in that situation, I think you saw on the next kickoff, you got to bring your return men up. And or in that second line there, you got to have somebody with hands just in case they pooch it and you got to fair catch it, right? Not Marcus Stripling. So I, I'm not a special teams expert, but I think we all said the same thing. When Marcus Stripling tried, tried to fair catch one, this isn't going to work out, right? He's a, he's a pass rusher, Teach. So I, it's, a, it's a valid question. It was not a good day. It was not a good day. 835, we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, guys, joined by Dylan Gabriel down here in the locker room. DG, tough one today, man, but what's the message to the football team? As the leader of the team, what's your message for your teammates? Yeah, we just we got to get better, got to get back to work, and you know we know that Everything's still in front of us. It's just obviously not not what we like, and you know, no, we we left a bunch out there. Um, but we got to get back to work and, and flush it. You know, whether whether it's a win or lose, that's what we do every week. And um, obviously, it's just disappointing uh, after this one. Now, looking at clearly, the weather was a factor early, but did not get the passing game going the way that you've been able to get it going in several games this season. What, what do you think prevented you guys from really getting those big chunk plays in the passing game that have been so successful this year? I think a combination of the run game, you know, being really good at certain points and kind of kind of trusting that. And then, two, I, I just think we, we kind of relied on that and didn't necessarily get the pass game going, not, not for any reason other than I, I think we, we did really well in, in certain points, but... Just the times we did pass the ball, you know, obviously I didn't, I didn't help us in, you know, the, the first drive. And then, you know, when we do pass the ball, creating chunks. So it was just a mixture of those. Looking at you, I mean, you carried it a lot. Yeah. This is, you know, you start thinking about how many times you've run it over these last several weeks. Just how, how's the body feeling now that you've got kind of more of a load as a runner in this offense? Yeah, it's different. Uh, I'm, I'm good. I, you know, try to find ways to get on people's edges, and you're going to get tackled in, in football, but just find a way not to take big hits and being smart with the football. So, um, you know, whatever it takes to, to find a way. But, yeah. Appreciate you, Dylan. Thank you. Thank you. Never easy to do an interview after a game. I know those guys are uh, obligated in some regard to do that, but we're always thankful for that. I'm sure I don't have this right, Teej. I'm looking over my drive chart, which is not official, but I circle completed passes and put an X through incomplete passes. And I don't have an 
incomplete pass for Dylan Gabriel in the second half until that final drive. Now, there weren't a bunch of completed passes either. Uh, on the play, on the uh, so he didn't throw on the first two series of the second half, according to my drive chart anyway. Third possession, five-yard completion, six-yard completion to start a drive, then the Farouk fumble. Next possession, which is the last one of the third quarter, he had the completed pass to Drake Stoops that took him down inside the 20, and they would end up scoring a touchdown on that drive. Next possession was the Marcus Stripling fumble. Next possession, he started the drive with the 18-yard completion to Nick Anderson. That's the last pass of that drive. No passes in the next drive. They took over at the 14 after the Billy Bowman pick and scored a touchdown on four running plays. Next possession is the one that eats at everybody where they took over after the Ethan Downs pick at the 38, went backwards, and ended up punting. So I've got one, two, three, four, four, one, two. Oh, sorry. This is bad radio. Sorry. One, two, three, four. I've got four for four passing in the second half until the last drive. That's amazing. I don't know good. what the point of, I, I don't, of that exercise was. No, it, no it, I'm not saying it's pretty good. I'm saying that, that they didn't throw it. Good's not the word. Crazy to at me all is uh, what I was. And when they did, he was four for four. So, okay. Uh, have you seen the slate for this week, by the way? Tremendous week of college. I, I heard them going over some of it on Saturday, so I, I heard them discussing it, but I haven't like sat and looked at oh, it. This is going to be great. Uh, let's just start in the Big 12. Thursday, you've got TCU at Tech, which is fun. Fun Thursday night game. Saturday, Texas K-State in Austin. Big noon, big fox, big kickoff. Tremendous matchup, Teach. Kansas State is killing people right now. They just absolutely destroyed Houston on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Third straight, very impressive win. Now they go to Austin where they get Malik Murphy. Which, by the way, my chaos of Saturday did not play out in the feeling that I was having for that day, except for in Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot for that. Uh, Kansas at Iowa State, good game. Iowa State's one of the five teams tied with only one loss right now. They're playing good. Obviously, Kansas is going to be taking some momentum in. That's the 6 o'clock game on ESPN. And then you've got Bedlam. 230 ABC. So four of the five teams that are tied for first place in the Big 12 play each other Saturday. K-State at Texas, OU at OSU. There's other good games, too. LSU, Alabama's that day. I'm Washington. getting to the oh, top oh, 25. Oh, go, ahead, go ahead. That was just the Big 12. Oh, sorry, sorry. Jeez. Texas A&M Ole Miss. Victor. Good game. Notre Dame at Clemson. Clemson is 2-4 and four in the ACC. Yeesh. Uh, Missouri at Georgia, seven and one and 14th ranked Missouri at Georgia. Why Georgia is looking better, Teej. They're starting to put it together. Um, let's see. Washington at USC in the Coliseum. Trojans escaped with a one point win over Cal. Kudos to Cal. I'm glad they went for the two-point conversion. I like the call. 
I just wish they had got. Nobody could pick up a two-point conversion on Saturday. Anywhere. <laughs> Especially in Lawrence. They were rolling LSU at, one point at in that game Alabama. Too. What's that? I said uh, they were rolling in that game at one point, too. So. Yeah, they were up two touchdowns in the fourth, weren't they? Yeah. Cal? Uh, LSU at Alabama, you mentioned that. That's a night game on CBS. Great day of college football, Big 12 and nationally. Oregon State, Colorado. Look at that game. Oh, wait, no, mm -hmm. Colorado's no good now. One more thing before we go to break. Let me update everybody on the Ref Royal Rumble. It was also a bad week for the Rumble. Uh, Only Josh Helmer got more than one point this week. He hit his upset uh, with West Virginia. I can't believe he's the only one that picked West Virginia to upset UCF. So Helmer got three. Tyler and Travis hit their locks. Tyler locked Cal in the points. SMU locked SMU to cover. Everybody else zeros. Now, how are you and the chairman? Because you had a disagreement over your upset special. He should have listened to you or you would have had three points this week. Well, you said West Virginia. So he was extremely upset with me because he told me he wanted NC State to beat Clemson. And I said, dude, that's not happening. We're not even going to consider it. <laughs> so that's when he changed to the Wyoming pick, and we fought over the, I said, West Virginia. He was saying Wyoming. We played rock, paper, scissors. He won. We went with the Wyoming pick. But that's not what he wanted to go with. He wanted mm. NC State over Clemson, which hit. And so mm. he was not happy with me on Saturday, <laughs> Saturday evening when that was playing out. Did you hear NC State head coach Dave Doran after the game going after Steve Smith? I did not, no. Who apparently is also a college football analyst and at some point, or maybe he does a radio show in the Carolinas, I don't know, I guess he called NC State a basketball school. And after NC State beats Clemson, on the field in the post-game TV interview and in his press conference, both went after Steve Smith aggressively, Kurt, with curse words. Oh wow! Yeah, you got it. You can find it on Twitter. It's uh, fascinating. Updated standings: Teddy still our leader of the Rumble with 15 points. Josh now in second with 14, hot on his heels. Plank and Travis tied for third with 11. I'm in fifth at nine and a half. Thanks a lot, Parker. TJ and Drake tied for sixth with nine. Parker and Tyler tied for eighth with eight points. Steely again alone in the basement with seven. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland. TJ Perry and Chris Plank, brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. How do you feel like it's gone today, Teach? Um... I think it went well. Uh, you know, I, uh, people are frustrated. We knew the things that they were going to be uh, upset and frustrated about, and they vo they voiced that. But mm -hmm. um, not. I don't think we've reached the point of you ready to walk out of a show like sometimes you are no. after uh, losses. Um, we'll see how tomorrow goes. I'm going to be. I'm going to be honest with day. you. I'm going to tell you that it ain't happening. 
It ain't happening today. It ain't happening tomorrow. It ain't happening this year. I got bigger things to worry about right now than getting mad over losing a football game. So I ain't too worried about That's that. That's probably the right but attitude. in general, we're doing okay, right? Uh, before we get Chris in here, I'll punch Chris in now. But I'll let you know, we also got word uh, from Doug just a minute ago. He is the reason OU lost that game, and he would like to apologize to all of Sooner Nation. He just started a load of laundry, realized that he didn't have his lucky underwear on Saturday, that they were still in the laundry basket from the week before, and he can't believe he felled millions of Sooner fans out there. Uh, He hopes the magic's still in the underwear, and he will be wearing them for the game in Stillwater Take a lap. Take a lap, Doug. (laughs) Jeez. Good morning, Chris. What's up, Toby? How are you, man? I am uh, good. I'm good. Um... You doing okay? How was your Sunday? I, I, Chris and I spent a lot of time together this weekend. Yes, we did. And, uh, could not yeah, get Phil. Luis Rendon to stop talking, so we couldn't sit in a word <laughs> edgewise. TJ, we spent probably five hours in a car with Luis. I oh. don't think he said two words. I do got to tell you something he did say, though. So, TJ, there, the two Spanish broadcasts were side-by-side side Saturday, okay? The OU has one oh. and Kansas has one. And Luis told us that during the weather delay, yeah, the Kansas Spanish broadcast said "peace out" and they went home. <laughs> they they packed up, just left they and never asked, came back. Yeah, they asked Enrique and Luis if they were going to finish the game, and they were like, uh, "Yes, of course." And they're like, "We're not. We're out." They packed up and left. <laughs> That's what Kansas football means. Said adios. Yeah, that's exactly what they said. Yeah, but that's about all we got out of Luis is that story. That was yeah, hilarious. yeah, that was that was it. But I mean, you guys have hit it all on the head. I'm, I think there'll be a lot of questions and and hand wringing over this until we can get back on the field. And you know, I don't know about you, Tiro, but I'm still I'm kind of shocked that Dylan Gabriel wasn't trusted to throw more. You know, Jeff Levy told us in the post game that. You know, they kind of felt like they needed to get the running game going early with the weather and the conditions, but I don't know if by the, by the time that you know they really probably could have and, and should have thrown the football, it was maybe you're already committed to something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But it's, uh, it was definitely a weird approach just based on how good Dylan has been in, in those moments so far this year. So I'm sure they'll learn for him, but, uh, from it, but it's going to be a, a long week leading up to Bedlam, I think. OU six and a half point favorite as of right now. Ooh. Thoughts, both of you? About what I expected. Mm. Maybe a little higher than I expected. I was expecting a little lower, closer week. to four, yeah. but I bet it'll I think be. It was... I bet it will be back down to that. I bet by the time we kick off, it's like four and a half. Yeah, you might be right. Chris, have a great show, bud. All right, guys, have a great day. See you, Toby. See you, Teach. Rudy's tonight. Rudy's show's tonight, 6 o'clock, the huddle, 7 o'clock, the Brent Venables show. I hope to see many of you there. Have a great Monday, everybody.